welcome to today's episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. We have an amazing show for you today with the phenomenal, inspiring Sarah Bivens. Sarah is a balanced motherhood lifestyle coach, and what she does is she helps mothers in all stages strengthen the mind, body, and spirit for motherhood, and she brings balance to the experience of being a mom and to be in touch with your joy and purpose as a turned-on woman, activated, engaged, and passionate about your life. We talk about so many amazing subjects on how to grow embrace the journey and how to reframe a lot of experiences that we might experience as negative in our life can't wait for you to dive in with us enjoy the show and welcome to another installment of how you can too i have an amazing guest with me we go all the way back to the middle school days shout out to tequesta the one, the only, the Miss Sarah Bivens. <laughs> hey, love, what's going on? Yeah, not too much. Just a beautiful day in South Florida during these quarantine days. Mm-hmm. How are you doing over there? I am great. I am just outside of Atlanta, and it is also a beautiful day. It's a great day to have a great day. I'm excited to be chatting with you. And yeah, way back, right, to Cuesta. But that's that's what two thousand two. 2001 to 2003-ish, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to say exactly that time, and it's crazy. It was so long ago, yet I feel like it was yesterday. Mm. Like, I can remember being in, like, Mr. Segura's class and, like, just oh, acting gosh. a fool. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, for sure. A lot of, a lot of goofiness, a lot of silliness, and, and then what I love is so we reconnected probably three, four years ago because Maya was little. And I, I, knew, I knew we kept kind of rough tabs on each other and maybe a high here and there, especially in the social media realm. But when we met again physically a couple years ago, I was just so grateful for how we could jump in on where we were currently at in our lives. And well, we talked for hours, right? Hours that day. And I think to the point where we even met up the next day to keep going and keep, you know, the conversation flowing. And since then, you know, when you've been up in my area, we've been able to see each other. And then when I've gone back down, so I just love and appreciate how we've been able to cultivate and create, you know, a a new level and dynamic to how we're in each other's lives and, you know, time or space can do what it does. And then we can come back and sync up on the cool things that we're up to. A hundred percent. And I'm so grateful of how moments like that tend to happen in my life where, like you said, we hadn't really seen each other physically in, shoot, might have been a decade. Mm-hmm. And then to actually be in the same space back in each other's presence, I felt like we caught up like we had been friends and seeing each other this whole time. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing to see the growth in your personal development over these years. Because I think back to the middle school Sarah, who was an amazing girl, like super helpful, super cool, smart, but then also I know had her insecurities and things that she was going on with. And then to see you now and show up so powerfully and have this amazing family and have this following is unreal. And the way you show up every day and how I experience you is just a powerhouse. And it's through being connected, courageous, but then also vulnerable and open and letting everyone around you truly connect. Mm. I received that. Thank you. That's amazing. And you know, what do they say? Game recognizes game. So it's like there's that, there's that recognition of within each other and what's, what we're up to. And I think realness is a lot rarer than we recognize or understand. And so I think when you do have experience or create or acknowledge realness in someone, I think that's why we're so awe-inspired by it and why we lean into that and we kind of crave that because it is actually a lot rarer than I think we realize. Mm, I, I couldn't say it better myself. It's this realness and this authenticity that is truly missing these days. And the story that I tell myself is that 
we don't really learn how to be quote unquote real Mm -hmm. or how to be authentic and talk about experiences that are either going on in our life currently or that happened in the past and speak about it in a way that truly embodies how we feel about it. And Mm -hmm. I think there's so many different things that go into that, whether it's, you know, school at an early age, social conditioning, the workplace environment, like it's all conductive for people showing up with their mask on. Mm. And I would love to hear your perspective on what's helped you gain that authenticity and show up in a real way consistently. That's great. And I'm sure there's a million things that add to that. What's most present for me right now when I think of that question is community. I believe community has been and continues to play an integral part in pushing me in the direction of that and inspiring me to do that and assisting and supporting me and holding me accountable to the uncovering of all of what that is. Mm. And then I think it's also watching other people. You know, we're all watching, we're all influencing each other. You're either at any given point in the day influencing or being influenced, Mm. right? So how mindful can you be of what you're doing and from what space are you influencing others? And then where are you allowing others to influence you? So if I'm lining up my influencers and then the people that I influence in a powerful way, then I know I'm going to be inspired daily by others who are living in their whatever you want to call it, whatever the word is that resonate most with you is if it's truth, if it's authenticity, if it's passion, mission. But to when we see that in others, you know, there's this this inspiration that gets sparked. And so that's been big for me to see it in other people. And I, I think it's a balance of, you know, our innate workings and what we have uh with our raw materials and then how those can be activated, right? Or how those can be fed and nurtured. So I think I've always had a, a naturally kind of inquisitive sense about me as to who the hell am I and what's this all about and what am I doing and how do I be better or how do I grow? How do I evolve? I think versions of that question have been in me from a very young age. And so it just took multiple iterations and trials and errors of finding the the best healthiest environments to to tinker with that you know to be in the the laboratory of my life so to speak and (laughs) and you know hack i know you're big on that so like life hacking biohacking all of that so yes i would say some of the the biggest pieces have been community and then also just seeing others live in their example Mm, mm, i love that community plays such a huge role in my life and I didn't even realize how powerful my community is until I really took a step back and really took this 360 view and looked around me of how many people are doing such powerful things and it's interesting and I would love to hear your thoughts on this is even within that community that I'm talking about there's people where I see and I recognize so much more greatness in them than they see in themselves. Mm. And most definitely, I've gotten so much feedback this last probably five months about how people see me so much powerfully than I see myself. And it's crazy because a big thing of what I teach my clients is to celebrate yourself recognize your greatness, understand your worth. And to an extent, I wasn't doing that myself. And it wasn't until I had the community that I am surrounded by now that was able to give me that open feedback and I was able to receive it in a way where I could take a step back and be like, oh, wow, okay, now I get to change this if I want to. So Mm I 100% agree with community. And just the way we experience others, like you said, like, I, I love the quote that you use where you're either influencing or you're being influenced. Mm. I've never really thought about it that way. And it's so true mm-hmm. because either our actions are a byproduct of how someone else influenced me mm. or the way I'm I'm showing up and how I'm acting is going to influence somebody else. Yeah, that's powerful. At what point was it where you realized like, wow, 
I have this presence and this voice and this way of being that when people interact with me, I am influencing them and Mm. I can cause better alignment between those I influence and those who influence me building a community. Wow. So recognition of that, of that knowledge of that knowingness, I would say came very young. I can't exactly place an age. However, that doesn't mean I fully embraced it, right? In fact, I think I even rejected it Mm. at times. You know, it's kind of like our greatest gifts can be our greatest downfall. So I think in that resistance and rejection of that, you know, that created certain experiences and results in my life, you know, over the years. I think it was 2013, between 2012 and 2013, a lot of life changes and transitions went on. And through that, I think a a veil was lifted in a different way to which I saw not only all of that raw power, let's call it, or the the opportunity, but I saw the responsibility in it in a sense of not taking on for other people, not to the maladaptive uh, length of it, you know, like some of us will do, especially if you have empathic tendencies, which I do, you know, we'll take on other people's stuff. Not in that sense, not like I am responsible for other people, but I am responsible for the power that I yield. And it behooves me to become more literate in how I manage that and how I can grow that and what I can do with that. So I I would say about, you know, 2012, 2013 is when a lot started to shift for me. Wow, that's powerful. And it's, I love how you brought this distinction that you felt that you had this in you at an early age, but you didn't really step into it and even times rejected it. And then mm-hmm. 2012, 2013 comes up. You said there's a lot of changes that happen. You mind diving into some of those changes that were happening at that time? Yes. So a few, well, let's see, I graduated from college in 2011. So, you know, there's a big, you know, go out into the world, young one. <laughs> and 2012, my stepfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And for all intents and purposes, he was my formative father figure. He basically raised me from nine to 22 where I was at at that stage so that was a a big a big thing and I know you know we've talked and you can relate to what what just comes with a life shift like that and let go from a job I loved ended a relationship that had a lot of big ups and downs had life threatening surgery for what was a routine hernia repair and then ended me up in the hospital mm. contracted MRSA week plus in the hospital you know all, all a whole mess a whole mm. mess of that so a lot of physical challenges in which I felt like I didn't really experience again until birth you know after having a baby but I had to rebuild my body in some ways I had to rebuild that relationship and and how I looked at that and then met who is now my husband or, or started dating him rather. I had known him for a few years at that point. We were great friends, but started that relationship, moved to a new city, got a new job. So in like the, I think they have indexes or, you know, in psychology today or something like that. If any <laughs> of these things, if a number of th- these things happen to you within a year, like that's a pretty big year and maybe you need some help you know, managing some of that stuff. I think mm. I crossed out like nine out of 10 of the things, you Sheesh. know, a, a death, a life, you know, a life-threatening thing for myself, a relationship change, a career mm-hmm. change, a, a geographical move. So all of those things were this kind of perfect storm, I think, for transformation. Mm-hmm. And then landing ourselves here in Atlanta and getting plugged in with a community here called the Your Day Balance Game. And from there, really starting to look differently at not just my physical fitness, but my lifestyle, you know, which included my my thoughts, my habits, my relationships, the people that I hung around, that influencer, influencee ratio, and my consciousness. Where am mm. I at in terms of my relationship and awareness of myself, others, and life? And so all of those life experiences i think just built upon each other to create this this really fertile soil for a lot of things to grow Mm. and grow they did (laughs) wow it's it's powerful to go through that many life-changing experiences in one short window of time Mm -hmm. you know i i resonate with that completely and same with me my transformation journey really started 
when my mom passed away. Right. And that's when I got to change and, you know, find a whole different way of looking at life, looking at myself, finding the right people to hang around with and pick me up. And for you, I would just love to hear how, you know, this fertile soil started to become built. And now you're getting ready to plant things in there. And it seems like this community that you found in Atlanta had a big part in creating that. Can you talk about some of the qualities or characteristics of this community that you're still a part of today? Yes. And and how, how they impacted you so early? Yes. So let's see how I can distill this. So the Your Day Balance game as as a concept, as an experience, as an entity. It's a health and fitness platform powered by love and balance. So those are really the pillars of it, health, fitness, love, and balance. And when you're addressing all of those things, I mean, you're, you're hitting it all. You know, you're addressing right. everything. So they have a very unique way of looking at and, and addressing three components of your overall health and wellness, those being, I I just briefly kind of mentioned it, but more specifically consciousness, lifestyle, and fitness. Mm -hmm. And they have ways of measuring how you're showing up in each of those areas. So what that introduction looked like to me was their, their fitness assessment called a game day. And I took, that was my first kind of introduction and intrigue to the space because coming from Florida, I had done CrossFit. I was active. You know, I ran track and cross country in middle school and high school. So I've always been very active. So that was what brought me in the door, which is how can I address my fitness in a, in a new way? How can I level up there? Mm. And so that brought me in. And then it was over time seeing the connection the inextricable connection between my physicality and my emotional state Mm. and or my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts and my mental state so really moving into for the first time in my life a holistic w-h-o-l-e approach to health and wellness and so then that lent itself to okay well what are my habits like and if your habits are the foundations of your character you know you are what you do Mm -hmm. what do those look like and so taking kind of an evaluation of those and so they address that in in their app the balance chart so you can create habits for yourself and see over time how those habits are contributing to your experience of life and how by the things that you do and the intentionality around the things that you do, how are you literally depositing into yourself, adding Mm. to your own emotional trust account, you know, a term from seven habits of highly effective people, Stephen Covey, that's always on our bookshelf here in our house. Mm -hmm. And then the consciousness piece being, you know, what is your relationship to yourself, others in life? And so how do you get feedback on that? Well, in a small group, in a small accountability group of people who are playing for the same thing, things who are also showing up and being measured and held held accountable and weekly giving each other the the real raw ass feedback as to this is how I'm experiencing you here are some options for you in terms of how you could create the result that you want to you don't have to take them you can take them or leave them however when you have a collection of powerful people around you you know that's a subjective thing right all of our viewpoints but when you average that out and these are people that you know are showing up you know are of integrity and they love you real true unconditional love then there's something to that. The average of the feedback of those people is telling you something. And then you get to choose, am I going to stay in my denial and am I bullshit? Or am I going to move through? Am I going to bust through this thing? Am I going to surrender to the feedback? So those are just a few of the main key elements that I've gotten from that community and that have instilled in me and have been huge, uh, huge in terms of my my personal transformation my continual evolution and then it's it's influenced how i do my life and and what i do in my work now so it was in 2014 when after being inspired by being in that community for a period of time i knew i wanted to take that methodology and that approach and make it my own and and coach and so it's it's a part of of me in that sense as well so it's it's been about incredible space holding really looking at unconditional love, really looking at, you know, health in a just completely different way. So all of that, I I could go on, but I'll just pause (laughs) there because I think those are, I think that's the main, you know, juicy stuff that really, you know, you said the fertile soil, like that's, that's the direction it kind of went in. 
Mm, mm. And what a hell of a direction it went in for sure. Yeah. It's amazing because what I hear a ton of in your story is how it initially started with looking to up your fitness game. Right. And you were thinking about this physical aspect of it. And then you walk into those doors and you're in that community and you realize that fitness is just one pillar that they have into their own system, the right. whole system, right? This holistic system, holistic mm-hmm. with a W. <laughs> and it's so interesting because what I found in my experience with myself, my clients, and just everyone that I've really encountered in this space is how fitness is usually that door that really people open to go to transformation yes right yet Mm -hmm. a lot of times they don't know that they they think they're coming in because you know they don't like the way you know they're not strong enough they're not fast enough or they're not skinny enough they're not muscular enough it's all these things but so they think of the physical side of it the most tangible side easy to walk into a gym and as i think of my journey when i first started to transform it was from this physical space like yeah i want to lose weight i want to get more girls mm-hmm. i want to do you know all those like more egotistical things i had going on at the time and once i actually changed my diet and went into nutrition that just opened up another door and then it was like okay what else is out there and it's the mindset it's mentality it's habits it's all of these things productivity and i love how you brought up the point that you ended up dropping into a community of people who are able to give you honest feedback mm. from a place of of love and of almost like responsibility, right? Yeah. Almost like an indebtedness to you because you are part of their community, their family. Yeah. What I would love to hear more about is how you went about adding the aspects of Sarah to what you learned and how that started to create where you are today. Yeah, that's big. I love that. That's huge because just like with anything that we gravitate towards that we see is going to facilitate a change, you know, in our lives or we see benefits from it, there's the thing and then there's how you internalize the thing and then how you create and make it your own and put it through your filter Uh, because it's not necessarily beneficial. It's kind of like in school, right? You memorize things for the test and then what did you really learn after the test? (laughs) How are you processing it? How are you you actually integrating it into your life? So anyone can spout off, you know, dogma of anything, of any ideology, of any philosophy, but how how is it really yours and how how do you know that it's you in it? And that's a... That's a fascinating thing. I think there's a lot of time and just patience and surrender that comes with that because I think you go through cycles as you're learning a new thing and as you realize it powers you up. You know, we we might get a little drunk on that for a second and like (laughs) our personal power as it increases, we think we know some shit, right? And then I I think it's a very typical process for someone who goes through things like this you start to gain momentum you start to gain your power and you're like i am fucking feeling myself this is awesome what do you do then you of course think that everyone that you know and their grandmother needs to be doing it too (laughs) so you become this epic kind of ambassador of this thing because you want others to make it too you want others to get healthier you want others to have better relationships of course because that's who you are and you love these people but we can't want for other people what Mm. they don't want for themselves and Mm. so i think what can be a downfall and i think we've all experienced versions of this when you when you do start to progress when you do start to elevate there's some letdown or there's some frustration or you kind of hit a wall where you know you're not able to convert so to speak you know people over to your way of thinking or um so there's that i think and then i i think there becomes a point where you start to take the tools and you almost want to use them against yourself and others to stay further in the deeper denials that you start to uncover so it's like, I'm cool that I got rid of this top layer of crud because that was really holding me back, but I'm not really ready for the deep shit yet. Mm. So I'm going to take this stuff that I'm learning and I'm actually going to use it in a way to twist and manipulate so that I can just stay here for a while. I can stay stuck. Mm. Like I've done all my growth. I don't need to do anymore. Mm. And I'm just speaking for myself here because I can do, this is absolutely what I have gone through. And then I think there comes a little bit of a you know, calm and a a plateau space, so to speak, where you start to see and feel yourself in it more and it feels more integrated and it, and it's now coming from this authentic space and you're, you're taking things now and you're applying them in a unique, creative, different way. And I think that 
that comes when you find where your passion is that you can apply this. And I think for me, that came as as my business and as my coaching evolved into supporting women and mothers. And so now I'm able to take the transformational tools or I'm able to take the resources, internalize them for myself, use them on myself first. I'm the ultimate guinea pig for anything I'm going to do or, or take a stance for. I'm, I'm, right. I'm never going to expect a client to lean into something or have a breakthrough around something that I myself am not in practice of. I think that's a big thing about coaches worldwide is to, right. you know, be making sure that we're held accountable to, you know, let's walk our talk. Um so anyway, in, in the space of women and mothers, I feel like now I'm in this really sweet spot to take what I'm learning daily and then disseminate it and share it in a way that hits and resonates on, on those vibrational levels, you know, for that audience and for those women that I, you know, stand for and serve. Mm. And I'm sure they all appreciate it so much. Mm, thank you. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, as you explain this, you know, I, I'm thinking in my head like, oh, so you're telling me the transformational growth uh isn't just a linear thing it's not just a straight line that you know it's just one step after the other i just get better and better and better with no pitfalls oh god what a squiggly fucked up line it is (laughs) it's so crazy and it's and it's funny because i have so many people who are in my space now that you know they've just experienced me or met me you know these last like year or two where i've been like you know at my best and they have no idea when I tell them like, oh, shit, well, you should have saw me like not not even just way back in middle school, but like, I don't know, six years ago. Right. I was, I was acting a fool and people are so shocked by it. And even I'll have conversation to this day where I'm letting people under the hood on what's going on with me. And they're just like, damn, I would have never thought, you know, Alvy has yeah. something going on or like, you know, that that's going on in your life. And I bring this up just to mention that like no matter how far we are in our personal growth journey, no matter how many quote unquote accomplishments we've made, like every person is going to struggle with something at some point Uh and typically multiple points. And what I think the work is so important that you and I do and and many others around the world is that we, we do this work in order to become more and more resilient Mm. When there is something that goes on that's a really bad situation, like COVID-19, coronavirus, it's having ways to bounce back. Mm-hmm. It's having strategies in place where, okay, I know I've been taking care of my you know, nutritional health in this way, so I know my immune system's good. I've been managing my stress in this type of way and meditating, so when something crazy does come up, like I have a practice for that. Mm-hmm. right? And I love what you spoke of earlier about balance. Because I think it does take a lot of balance within all pillars of somebody's life to be able to truly like move forward and succeed. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear about what ways of instilling balance or talking about balance to your clients or other people that are in your realm that truly resonates with them or that maybe works with most people or more people than you've noticed with others. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it is so, you know, balance just in and of itself as a term, as an experience, as a idea, you know, you'll get a lot of different views on that. It can even be polarizing, Um, particularly Mm -hmm. in the motherhood community. You know, there's a there's a belief. It's just a belief. Right. There's a script running that balance doesn't exist. It's Hmm. it doesn't especially for a mom. Right. It just it. Yeah. It's a futile endeavor. And so that's out there that's a narrative that's running and I think that's one that a lot of us don't even have to be a mother I think a lot of us will subscribe to and that's fine how does that work for you Mm. that's what you just get to ask yourself like with anything and like with how you approach balance how does how you've been approaching it work for you what results does it create currently in your life are you pleased with those results no okay now we know what to do with that yes you are pleased okay great so it is so situational and it's so unique for everyone, but that's what's so beautiful. You can make it your own. So what's going to be balanced for one person, for one household, for one marriage relationship isn't going to be that way for another. So mm. when I'm kind of just looking at that, when we have a you know clean slate, let's you know start at the drawing board with a with a client. It's just kind of getting a feel of your your habit sense what what kind of habits do you have on a daily basis and how are those serving you how are they not serving you and 
you know, I, I mentioned in the Your Day Balance game, balance being a big part of it. They break down balance as an acronym of breath, aqua, lengthening, anaerobic, nutrition, cleansing, and energizing. So within, you know, each of those categories, we'll kind of do a little inventory of where you're at with your relationship to those things and how can we implement habits in those areas that are going to serve you. And then beyond just the doingness of what you're doing daily, you know, how are you relating to your relationships, your life, the roles that you have in your life, and what's your core set of values? Mm. Do you even know what those are? Those Mm. tie into your balance because if you're living daily not in coherence with your values, that's going to create so much disconnect in your life, whether that's your physical health, who you're sharing your bed with, the food that you're eating, you know, it's all going to be impacted by that so you know even some of the out of the box not so obvious things of balance is stuff like that you know what are your core values and how do you activate those in your daily life so that it can be any combination of the kind of starter conversations that I have Um, some great things just fundamentally foundation stuff for I think any human being is drink water and breathe and move your body (laughs) I mean if we're starting at just bare basics drink some water walk around and take a few intentional deep breaths because it's astounding and not at the same time how many of us aren't doing those three basic things that then are you know there's a cascading effect to when we do or don't do those things and so like you said you started eating better or eating in a certain way and you were like wow i feel better so for a person who just starts drinking one more glass of water a day it's like wow i don't have headaches as much i can <laughs> actually take a shit i can you know right. it's like these things that then unravel and all of a sudden you're having better sex and more intimate connection you know conversations with your partner and you're doing better at work it's like amazing it started with a glass of water it's <laughs> like, so crazy and it, and it almost sounds silly but it's so true i know it's so true it's so funny too because i love what you say about breath and taking a deep breath Mm. and i say it all the time like no one's ever taken a really deep breath and then got mad about it yeah (laughs) that was a horrible idea (laughs) yeah why did i take that deep breath that was stupid like no one's ever done that before yeah you know what i'm saying it's like someone who goes to the beach on a nice day and like gets mad at the sand like it doesn't happen right and i would man like one of my goals is to really empower people to take action around doing like the simple free things yes breath water Mm -hmm. like these things are so easy Mm -hmm. yet the the story i tell myself is people want like it it can't be simple it has to be like super sexy or it has to seem very like intricate and like hard and detailed yeah and i i think i make up that people say stuff like that so that they can psych themselves out of taking action. Sure. Like, no, that's too difficult. No, that's too confusing. No, I don't have the time for that. Who has time to take a deep breath in these days? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's all it, it's all funny to me. So w- what's been your experience in people buying into the basics and seeing that process of utilizing the basics, opening up all these other doors like you spoke about? Yeah, I think it all really depends on the willingness. You know, are you really bought in and committed to Mm. what you're trying to create by having these conversations about drinking some more water and doing some deep breaths? And I love that you've talked about this already. You kind of came out the gate, you know, all guns blazing with your vision episode. And, you know, for me, I connect that with, you know, the why that someone has and so like we talked about earlier for some people that why starts with i want to get more fit i want to look nicer in the mirror naked i want to fit into this dress you know whatever that thing is that's great like let's take that and run with that and roll with that and then how can we evolve that because that will hit a wall eventually there's only so many you know nude selfies you can take of yourself and feel great about yourself you know there's Mm -hmm. only so many dresses that you can wear that will really satisfy your core heart soul's desire and you know acceptance within yourself so how can we evolve the why over time and so i think it's just about creating a why that's powerful enough to lean into those basic things and then to be ready and willing and trusting of what's going to come after those basic things because stuff will come after those basic things and then things after those so it's it's really about looking at and making sure that 
the person, the client, even the friend, you know, you don't have to be coaching someone necessarily right. to be supporting someone in this process, but, you know, just getting them to understand what their why is and to be committed and aligned to it and make sure that it's it's a powerful one to to extend beyond whatever that minimal, you know, win is. How can we make a why sustainable? Mm, I love that. Make the why sustainable yeah. so that it's there for the long term. Yeah. And jumping into what you're saying, like the values and the vision, they all, the why, they all go hand in hand. They all work together. Yeah. And I think right now with all the stay at home orders and people working from home and just not having as many external distractions or just mm-hmm. things going on, I can't think of a more perfect time than now for people to sit with themselves, look within, look in the mirror take inventory of all the different aspects of their life and get really clear on exactly what is it that you want. Yeah. And I I have a couple different processes how I like to go about that with clients or just friends that I'm having a conversation with. Are there certain exercises that you have or that you really enjoy that really helps people that can help a listener right now kind of search within themselves and find what their values are? Yes. So one place I actually start and it surprises people is I ask what pisses you off. Mm. I ask what really gets your goat, what really grinds your gears, chaps your ass, however you want, you know, whatever visual you can give people to relate to what pushes your buttons, because those biggest trigger points for ourselves are likely connected to on the other side of that door, a core value of ours that is not being honored. And as a result of that, that's what's pissing us off. Mm -hmm. So if it's people being late or not keeping their word, if that's the stuff that just really gets you going, well, chances are integrity, things like honesty, things like responsibility are probably really big for you. And so if you're interacting with folks who aren't doing that, aren't taking that seriously and aren't honoring that within you, then that could be some indication as to why you have, you know, most of your days are frustrated. Um, Things like that. So that's one of the the first places that I'll go because, you know, someone can pretty much readily drum up the things that really irritate them. Uh, So let's just go with that. Whereas if you said, you know, what really matters to you or what, you know, what makes you the most happy even, sometimes that can take a second to get going. And don't even get me started on when I get further along you know, with, with women mostly on, you know, what do you love about yourself? You know, to ask a question like that, like that's a little bit, we need to graduate to that almost Mm. because we are just not trained in that mode of thinking. We're not trained Mm. in celebrating our gifts, our talents, our passions and sharing about them. And, you know, at, at risk of being braggadocious or, or irritating or annoying, or that's just not what we were told to do. Mm. So, Let's let's start with what might be more top of mind. And so something like that, what really bothers you? Because within that, underneath that is something that really matters to you. Otherwise, it wouldn't get you going like it does. I love that exercise. Mm. And what comes up for me when you say that is how people can rattle off a long ass list of all the things that piss them off and all the <laughs> things that don't like or what's not going right in their life. And to be able to take that and almost like, really just flip it on its head and be like, okay, well, look, underneath that is everything that you value that you're not getting right now. Yes, reframe, reframe it. Mm, I love that. That's strong. And for everyone out there listening, I challenge you to take five, 10 minutes, get your journal open or get Mm -hmm. your voice note open and like go in. Like what really bothers you? What do you dislike? And then from there, flip it like reframe it like okay what needs aren't being met in my life what expectations whether they're fair or not but what expectations are not being fulfilled like check in on that and you'll gain so much awareness and then from there you can move forward and change if you decide that you want to change that it's something that you want to recreate so i I think that's amazing and that's awesome and i always love conversations like this and with people like you, Sarah, who have done the inner work, who helps other people do the inner work, and who's constantly on this journey of, you know, just being your best self. Mm -hmm. And that comes with its drawbacks. 
that comes with <laughs> that comes with its sticky situations, right? There are prices to pay. Yes. Uh, it's not that straight ass line that we thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I would love to hear some of your experience like just now currently like if, if you're open to being vulnerable which mm-hmm. I know you are. Like what's some of the things that you're struggling with now whether it's in that realm or something else? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So one thing that comes up for me, we chatted a little bit about this offline is being committed to self-work and then also being mindful of the mind fields the hmm. the the pitfalls the things that can come with that you know you can you can go over the edge with anything right and too much of anything can do what it does so to find the balance at times for me and i think this is also like a sagittarius thing i don't know <laughs> but Uh-oh. to to find the line of that self development and that work aspect of it and then also taking a step back, getting present and taking stock and appreciation and gratitude for the quantum leaps that have occurred. Because Mm -hmm. it can be very easy when something comes up for you that day and you have a circumstance or you have a stimulus that has you kind of reeling and you're like, fuck man, why is this thing coming up again? Like, I thought I was done with this shit. I thought Mm -hmm. I cleared this out. Why is this here? Or is this ever going to be over? All of that. So there's a cyclical nature to that, I believe. And one of the things that, that serves me beyond, you know, having my support systems, having an incredible partner like Matthew, you know, having all the things that I do. And then also just that internal conversation and that space and grace for myself of, yes, it might feel like the thing last time whenever this thing popped up, but it's not the same thing because Mm -hmm. I'm different. And so what if my challenges are meeting me at exactly the level at which I can create them and move through Mm -hmm. them? Because if I had been dealing with this thing six months ago, a year ago, what's right in front of me right now, if this had hit me a year ago, it might've taken me out. Wow. But it didn't show up then. It's showing up now. So how do I get to look at that? And mm. then another reframe that's been really powerful for me, you know, again, in this space of like, is this ever going to end? You know, <laughs> when am I just going to reach my my end point? Like, I'm done. I'm done evolving. I'm great. Like, I can just go to the mountains now and chill so, out. And I am completely self-actualized. You know, there there's that thing that comes up that we think that's going to happen. It The reframe for that is this difference between healed and healing. Mm. And so what if it's not about necessarily having something be completely healed? And what if instead it's about being in the consistent process of healing over time? Because something can be healing and not be healed completely, Mm. eradicated, gone forever. Because I mean, look at, you know, a physical circumstance or illness or disease, things get removed physically removed you cut it out and it will grow again if nothing else changes about that environment right. same with with losing weight with releasing weight you could release a shit ton of weight because you've maybe taken a few measures but when you look at the sustainability of that if nothing about your mindset your relationships your habits have shifted it comes right back and we don't right. understand why so finding the the grace, the space, you know, however you want to divine providence to just acknowledge that there has been growth. So whether that's, you know, stopping myself to take a little inventory of, you know, holy shit, you know, Sarah five years ago, Sarah however many years ago, and then Sarah now to just be like, ah, okay. And this is just what I've called forth. I think Mm -hmm. that's a big thing. And I don't, I don't think anyone gets beyond or gets too good or gets too, too, um, enlightened to be beyond the internal struggle or conversation of but i created this right like i'm the creator of my life and so if that's the case why was i keen on experiencing whatever this thing is or why was i interested in this or even maybe not interested but why is this necessary to get me to what the next stage is. So I find myself in that if, you know, if I were to pinpoint or identify a challenge and then how that might show up specifically, you know, in in specific areas of my life, um, the world of of being an entrepreneur and and balancing that and and figuring that out, whether it's navigating the the ins and outs and the logistics, pairing that with, you know, overall what the fuck am I doing and why am I doing this? And <laughs> ha- wh- what, what, you know, like married, I have a kid, like I'm 
playing adult here? You know, what is all of that? So kind of, you know, (laughs) getting slapped in the face with those kind of moments. So whether that's, (laughs) you know, the, the value conversation of, of business and work and what I do, you know, running the finances aspect of it. And, and then another area I'll throw out there that's, that's always evolving. And I'm so grateful for the growth and the healing I experience in it is, is sexual healing and my relationship with sexuality, sensuality, that expression as a woman, as a mother, as a partner, as a human, you know, that, that is one that has, almost taken me out a few times <laughs> oh i can i can literally only imagine <laughs> i could only imagine yeah man it's it's incredible and i definitely want to dive deeper into that and just to unpack some of the things you said before that mm-hmm. i love how you're able to almost separate yourself mm. from the feelings and from the situations right like the the situation can come up and as opposed to just like being engulfed by it you're able to take a step back and say okay here i am in this situation that's come up again how am i going to play with it yeah what's it what's it here to teach me how did i author this in my own life because when you i think when you come from a place and when i say you i'm talking about yourself me Mm -hmm. and anyone else who does this coming from a place of ownership yes and knowing that like okay this is happening in my space so i brought it up it's not anyone else. It's not any other situation. It's not some other environment. It's me. I'm the common denominator. Yeah. And then from there, being able to actually separate yourself and be like, okay, what's going on and how can I grow from this? Or what can I learn from this and change going forward? And I love how you say that you make sure that you tap into the growth that you've had looking at the past experiences and all of the lessons that you were taught and all the growth that you've Mm. already established and then all the connections and the community that you've built. And you can tap into that Mm. and allow that to empower you to show up in a powerful way with this, you know, this we'll call it a negative situation. Everything's neutral, but like this situation that might not have been like ideal at the time. Sure. And there's so much power into that. And I would invite the listeners to, really tap into one be able to separate yourself from the experience don't get engulfed by it yeah and then two let all of your past wins and experiences that have built you up to that point always be able to go back to that and change the situation or change how you view the situation at hand understanding that this is something that you can overcome yeah change from grow from so i I love that Mm -hmm. and talking about your own experience and like the the sexual repression and i think that i'm not a woman and i can i would never try to speak for women but just in my experience of the women that have been in my space or that i've met and just hearing other people's stories there's so much that it seems like you all have to hold back and there's certain things that conditionally by by society it's like you're not allowed to say you're not allowed to experience you're not allowed to dive into and there's so many hypocrisies really just Mm. in how like men are allowed to do certain things right Mm. and i would just love to hear some of your experiences of you know what you thought you weren't supposed to you know say do think whatever and how you're able to overcome that and how you overcame that yeah so this even goes back to when, you know, we were hanging out in middle school. This I think is when a lot of it, the foundation of that was being laid. I, because nothing else was being laid because I was super <laughs> Catholic, super, super Catholic. And, you know, anyone's experience and in, in religion and what, what resonates with them, I'm in full support of and honor. I took and internalized a lot of unhealthy aspects, I believe. Mm. And that created for me a very thick belief system of sexuality being incredibly sinful, any aspect Mm. of it, especially, I mean, anything outside of marriage, even a lot of it within marriage, you know, pretty sinful. And so I just, I really took that, internalized that and ran with that. And that to me looked like being super scared of anything sexual or conversations about it and believing that I of course had to be a virgin forever especially until marriage and that keeping your keeping your stock value high let's say in terms of marketable marriage material 
just meant you stayed as chaste as possible for as long as possible. And you kept that shit under wraps. Like, you keep the kitty in the cage. <laughs> but it's not a kitty. It's a tiger. Um, as, you know, we've many of us are finding out or many of us are aware of, but hope other people don't catch on. But... <laughs> I, oh gosh, just so much fear, so much stifled energy around that because of course you're going to have thoughts, emotions, hormones surging and and racing throughout certain ages and you have desires and you want to connect in a certain way. But I just found no example and I'm sure I'm not special here or an anomaly. I just found no example or structure or paradigm on a healthy way to relate to that or to talk about it or to ask questions. And so then, you know, what you don't lean into and what you're afraid of and you know, therefore, even less about, you'll just become more afraid of. And that's just what it really built for me over the years. And then, you know, moving in college, moving into my first formative sexual relationship, you know, just unhealthy that was because I was coming in so ill-equipped in so many ways and then paired with a not very compatible or healthy relationship that then took forward what I had of, you know, repress all the sexual energy and don't, you know, express it, do anything about it. Because if you do, you know, there's a whole slew of implications that come with that. You know, nothing is scarier than a sexually expressive young woman <laughs> for a lot of people. <laughs> so uh, then the, the the guilt and the shame just got laid down even further when in, in that first relationship, I was led to believe that sexual pleasure was not for myself. It was not for my own. It was for my partner and whoever wow. that was. And it very much had to be kept in a certain a certain way had to be kept in a box and it was this kind of damned if you do damned if you don't kind of thing it was it was be this certain way to to please and to to fit and check off certain boxes and certain standards but then once you might start embracing that or owning it or or dare I say enjoying it and finding pleasure in it then that's where the line gets drawn and fast forward to you know many ups and downs, many, many conversations, many other relationships and ways to relate to sexuality and and sex. Uh, Now, the, the understanding and the relationship I have around that is, you know, that sex is for healing. Sex is for manifestation and, and creation, you know, babies and beyond. And sex is about, you know, really increasing the vibration and consciousness of the world and to go from (laughs) to go from I mean those are those are very big gaps that's a very big gap in between those two modes of of operating and levels of understanding but to to be at that space now and just have such deep appreciation for for all those ups and downs you know just Mm -hmm. just like anything else I, I don't think I would have the the appreciation I wouldn't be reveling in what I can now relate to as my my sexual expression and being a being a goddess being a queen you know whatever that looks like I wouldn't be able to have any of that to the degree that I do if it weren't for you know where I came from with it and Mm. how I related to it so I I have an intense gratitude for that and it's just completely flipped the paradigm for me of of sex, sexual energy, even, you know, and, and how that is a vinyl component of health that we're not talking about um, as widely. I think we're getting into it more, but, you know, haven't had as widely. And I think there's really great opportunity, you know, in our generation of men and women, you know, men holding the space for women, but women really taking the onus now. And, you know, we don't have to have the relationship to our sexuality or the relationships with our partners that our grandmothers did. Right. And we don't, you know, we don't have to go that route anymore. We can have the conversations. We can, you know, be free to explore what that is for ourselves and to to now as a mother and being on the other side of, you know, having a human come out of me to now see the the very powerful connection of how I utilize my sexual energy to fuel what I do, whether that's serving a client, being a domestic goddess in my house and cooking, cleaning running, you know, out there pushing weight in the gym, whatever that is that that mm. it's now a part of that flow is is incredible, beautiful magic and it's something that if I'm experiencing it and I can be experiencing it to even how I am now and I know it's only going to continue. I mean, I'm 31. 
I cannot fucking wait to see <laughs> how this how this continues this trajectory. Mm. If I can be experiencing that, then I know every other woman can. So that's the the space that I'm holding in the example that I strive to be living into. Mm. 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 I just need to take another second to, <laughs> to let all that sit in. I mean, there was so much power and grace in your message there. And I think it's beautiful how you're taking your past experience of how you experienced sexuality coming up through the Catholic Church and just being a young woman to how it's evolved and completely shifted to where it is now is is to me a sign of what's coming up in the future. Like mm. you said, our generation can have more conversations like this. Men are starting to work on themselves in a way where they can hold the space for a woman to feel to feel safe and to feel empowered and to know like they can say and do whatever that they want. Mm. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And as you are now a mother and you have a daughter, I can only imagine what her generation of women are going to learn and to experience and how they're going to show up as, you know, the powerful divine goddesses that they are. It's going to be, it's going to be insane. It's going to be nice. It really, I mean, just the little tiny glimpses I get of this three-year-old <laughs> and how she's processing and understanding, because I know who I am. I know who Matthew is. And so I'm very aware of what we could create, you know, yes. here in this human. And what I see her just reflecting back to me is she's absolutely going to eclipse me. And it's going to be beautiful. And I know, you know, that it's it's to set her up for that. And it, and it can start at such a simple level. Like she's three we talk about our body parts here in this house normally and walk around with them normally. That didn't fucking happen in my house. Right. It, it just didn't. Like, I don't even think I actually really understood what a period was until I was like almost 20 and I was having wow. them. But like, I didn't really get it. I still didn't even really get the mechanics of sex. Like stuff like that, that is not going to fly here. That's just not, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not shrouding that whole conversation with the shame and guilt and judgment that, is is more commonly practiced um yeah none of that so even now i can i can see that um that brewing oh amen to that (laughs) and just in our conversations because like we talked about earlier today we're really good friends in middle school didn't speak again really like a little couple things here there like high school Mm -hmm. right and then we finish college and then we get into the space around what was it, around like 2015-ish? Right, right around That sounds about right. Yeah, somewhere around then. And just to hear the difference in how you show up and how you sound and how your, your voice was strong and confident and powerful then, but to hear the level that it's at now, fast forward about four years, mm. is incredible. And just like you said, and I also can't wait <laughs> to see what you're going to be up to and how you're showing up five, ten years from now, because your growth is so exponential in that way. And I feel the same way about my own growth mm-hmm. and what I think is possible for everybody out there, like whether you're a white woman or a black man, there is so much and everything in between and outside of that. It's like there's so much growth for all of us mm-hmm. out there and Let's use our worst, most traumatic, like toughest experiences to be the catalyst to to help us get there. Yeah. Because what the more that we evolve, the more that we grow, and the more powerful we show up. Well, then Maya's generation, Maya is Sarah's daughter. Maya's generation is going to be just a bunch of powerful, like compassionate, amazing ass kickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and I'm so excited to, to be in that world. And, you know, my girlfriend and I, we've been dating for a little more than a year now. And, you know, we talk about things like, you know, how we want to raise our kids and marriage and all of those things. And to see how much each of us has grown and to understand that, wow, like we're going to be able to create life and possibly help that boy or girl become just a force mm-hmm. in this world. And it starts with the work that we do. Right. right. So I want to challenge everybody who is listening, no matter how young or how old you think you are, take the opportunity right now when things are qu- not quiet, but you don't have as much external situations going on to really 
look within and see what's going on. Use Sarah's exercise. Start with the bad things, the things you don't like, and see what values aren't being met, seeing what's not being fulfilled in your life, and use that to grow and to change. And then through your growth and evolution, it's literally, like Sarah said earlier, it's going to raise the consciousness of the whole world. Mm-hmm. And that's something I truly believe we need right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it heals. It really does. You know, when you feel kind of lost, regardless, wherever you're at in your life, maybe it's your age, maybe it's your socioeconomic status, maybe it's where you find yourself geographically, whatever, and you feel kind of helpless as to what you can do or how you can contribute on the greater level, you know, in the greater scheme, it is working on yourself. That is truly how you can have massive impact. And the thing about that is with that, I think it's helpful to build a certain level of trust and surrender and faith in that process because mm. it's it's impact you might not directly see. Mm. You know, you may not see in front of your face the millions of people that you have probably have it, had impact on already at the, this point in your life regardless. Wow. But you, you have and you can and you, you do. So just by working on yourself in that way, because that's going to lay the groundwork for, you know, if you do have children, like I believe having Maya and whatever other children I have after her is, is a way in which I can contribute to the world and, and have an exponential effect in, in terms of as a result of what I've gone through if she has just a few less things that she has to sift and comb through and recode for herself and rescript, then, I mean, gosh, then think of the, the people she's going to touch in her life and then the, who they, t- you know, just this, this effect. It's really, it's really awe-inspiring. And in a way, it's kind of like, we know nothing. <laughs> you know, I'll kind of come back to that sometimes. Like we we're you know what do we know (laughs) yeah what i tell myself all the time is the more i learn the more i realize i don't know shit exactly and keeping that humility about you you know i think is is a powerful thing being willing to receive feedback being willing to acknowledge when you're off you know when you're off center when you're off balance out of alignment and yeah and then and just humbling yourself to that and finding the gratitude that's it's Mm. oof Oh, isn't mm. this amazing? This is, Look at this us. Is powerful. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I'm, I, I couldn't have asked or imagined a better conversation. And something that you've taught me through this last hour is just how powerful it is for me to start with me. Oh. Start with me yeah. and work on being the best version of Alvi that I can be. And by doing that, I'm going to help empower assist facilitate all these things for millions of others and that's my goal so i appreciate that sarah mm-hmm. and i love your goal and i'm gonna put all my juju and all my essence on that goal and hold that space for you mm, i appreciate that i appreciate that sarah we could literally talk for hours <laughs> and, and i appreciate your time i can't wait to one have a conversation with you after this and have you back on the show Sarah, where can where can people find you? Because I know they're gonna want to see everything you got to say. Oh, that'd be awesome! Thank you. Uh, so to connect with me, you can go to my website, sarahbivens.com, and uh, Sarah M. Bivens on Instagram. Those would be the best two places, and you know, learn about me, the podcast. So I host two shows. Um, Doing it at home is a birth podcast, which oh. if you had asked me years ago, and my husband included, probably never would have pictured we'd be doing that. But that was inspired by our journey to to home birth for our daughter Maya and you know it started with home birth as the inspiration but it's really just about sharing empowering stories and educational resources around birth and balance and motherhood came about a year later because I was in the thick of a year into motherhood and had some things to say so balance and motherhood was was birthed out of that and that's a show that I host by myself so doing it at home is with my husband Matthew and then you know balance motherhood is by myself so yeah, up to mm. a few things over here. I love it. You're doing an amazing job at all of them. No surprise. Mm, thank you, love. Yeah, and then one last thing. What's what's one challenge that you would leave the listeners with today to better themselves? Mm. 
one challenge. So if something comes up for you today or even as you listen to this conversation that made you uncomfortable, made you squirm a little bit, look at that for a minute and maybe share it with someone and someone powerful, someone who won't won't feed a BS conversation, someone who will, you know, hold space for you to move beyond whatever the discomfort is that comes up for you and see if there's some sort of action you can take around whatever that thing is that made you uncomfortable or maybe uh, a little fearful or even maybe a little angry and just see how there's one action item you can take in this day in this moment to move beyond that because so long as that thing creates that response for you a discomfort or an irk it's holding you back from something you know it's limiting you in some way so why not work on reducing that so that you can be operating at at more power at more energy so i invite anyone to lean into a discomfort or a challenge that comes up for themselves today Mm, lean in ladies and gentlemen (laughs) lean in well again thank you so much sarah i appreciate your time and this was an amazingly powerful episode thank you that's a wrap hope you enjoyed this rendition of how you can too with sarah bivens if you enjoyed the show and you got value from this Please, please, please share this with your family, friends, and loved ones. And also be sure to leave a five-star review and some comments on what you thought. I'm here to serve, and I always love having you here with me. Until next time, peace.